0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have Evan Samet from Arlington, Virginia with us today. And Evan is the epitome of what a professional, an entrepreneur, would be going through the COVID-19 times. So Evan actually started in college with business. From his dorm room where he was basically ticketing live events and that's where his focus has been throughout his career in live events in the entertainment industry and such and he's seen ups as well as downs especially during the COVID-19 times when around March time frame his business got hit pretty drastically and then he had to reinvent himself to keep up with the times. We'll find out about his struggle, his story and his triumph from Ivan. Welcome Ivan.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm very excited to, to be on the podcast. You're right. Share share my journey throughout my professional career and how you know, COVID has changed me as a person, as a businessman, and you know, advice I would give to, to other entrepreneurs going forward.
0: Awesome. So why don't you, in your own words, even tell us a little bit about yourself and where your entire professional journey started?
1: So uh I started my business uh my sophomore year from my dorm room at Boniface University and, and I just started uh buying and, and selling tickets to different live events uh throughout the country. Uh early on I was you know, I was able to kind of notice that there was a shift happening in the music industry. People were buying albums less and less, people were buying individual songs less and less. And the real way for artists to make money was to go out on the road and play live shows so i looked at the business and i said it's really you know trending up and i took everything i had in you know my savings which was around five to six thousand dollars and decided to invest it all in this business going to concerts has always been something that was a passion of mine so i thought you know what might as well try to start a business that i love and have you know passions for so you know over time i just slowly grew the business uh You know, with very little to no outside capital and just kept reinvesting every dollar in, every dollar out. I sold it every dollar right back into the business. And, you know, just through a lot of hard work and growing slowly, I was able to get acquired in 2018 by another competitor in the business. And then, you know, around four months after that, I went to go work for a startup in the live entertainment space. Uh, who was looking to do what I was doing, but just on a much bigger scale. And it turned out to be a tremendous, you know, decision for me. I really helped grow the music and the Broadway of that company. And we went from around five employees. I was employee number five or six to around 32 to 33 employees at the time of COVID and having the best success we ever had as a company and looking to grow. And then. COVID hit uh, around St. Patrick's Day weekend in March, and it's changed, you know, my professional life forever.
0: No, that's pretty interesting what you said in terms of your first uh, first taste of entrepreneurship. When you actually started in your dorm room and you did say that you sold um, that aspect of your business, what was your journey like? Was it smooth or did you face any obstacles? What do you remember of the time?
1: So, you know, I guess one of the good things about starting a business at, you know, 19 years old is, you know, you don't really have that much responsibility. You know, I was a college student, but, you know, life was, you know, relatively simple. And, you know, I just, I saw a good show coming up and I said, you know what? There's a lot of demand. I'll just buy some tickets and then, you know, figure out how to sell them. You know, there has to be some demand. And it ended up, you know, really going well. And I made. You know, actually one of my better sales that I've ever done. And, and then I decided to take time and say, you know what? If I'm going to try to do this business correct, let me really, you know, learn the ins and outs of entertainment, concerts, bands, promoters, how the whole industry works. And then, you know, I think there was a little, you know, a little fun aspect of being just naive about, you know, business and about the industry and willing to take risks and, you know, knowing that at the end of the day, if everything failed, I would be okay. You know, I was, you know, I was putting up, you know, little money and I didn't have, you know, a family to support. I didn't have kids. I didn't have a job. You know, this, this was my full time thing and I, you know, committed everything I had to it. And, you know, I just, as I went along, just kept learning little by little, little by little. Uh, maybe my professors wouldn't want to hear this, focusing on schoolwork a little bit less, focusing on the business a little bit more. And, it you know, it was an amazing uh, opportunity.
0: And when you sold your business, how did you feel? You know, there was, it's
1: funny because I always remember, you know, reading stories about people, you know, selling their business and, you know, saying how upset they were. And I never, you know, I never really understood it. But then, you know, at the time you're happy, and then a couple of days later, you know, you have that itch, you know, you have that that you want to get back to work and there's nothing to at that time that will satisfy you like, like the business did. And looking back on it, I knew, I know now and I knew at the time it was the right decision, but I felt lost for a little bit. You know, this is, it, you know, it sounds very cliche, but it was my baby. It was everything I'd worked for for the past five to six years. It was the only thing I really wanted to talk about. I was a broken record in conversation, just talking about business, talking about you know, good wordplay, talking about music, talking about concerts, talking about Broadway shows, talking about, you know, comedians. And, you know, I felt that the day after I sold it, you know, I felt ready to get back into the business again, you know, and just try to learn more and be better than, you know, I was in my own company and see... New heights that I could reach.
0: And, and you did in, in the other venture that you were a part of until COVID hit. Yeah. So, I, so a key
1: investment group, uh, you know, I really came in and I was able to take the knowledge and the skills that I had and really paired up with a company that had much better back end operations that I did. I think, you know, I think, uh, a mistake that entrepreneurs make is, You know, they try to be really secretive about their business early on because they feel that, you know, someone's going to rip off their idea or make their idea better and keep going at it. You know, there was I was so secretive about, you know, I would talk about events and, you know, people that I was listening to, but I didn't tell anyone my strategies. I didn't, you know, share my data with anyone. I didn't share my records with anyone because I thought if I shared someone, you know, they might take it from me. and. When I realized I'd hit a certain point where my business was just flatlining, and you know, I was able to pair up with this company that had much better back end operations, much better technology, and I was able to take you know what they put in place and the knowledge I had and hit sales numbers that my business, I was hitting sales or as a company, we were doing sales numbers in a month to two months that I was doing in a year, and had I never you know, at the rate that I was going at, at the sense that I found that I never would have hit those numbers because my eyes were never even opened to what back end operations look like.
0: Mm-hmm. And then when things changed after COVID hit, what was what was the initial reaction? You know, it's you know it's
1: going to come as so you know I'm saying this now, and we're you know we're filming this in November, but it took me and I think the people around me longer to accept. COVID than you know probably other people did I mean we were saying okay whatever we'll be on a hiatus for two months you know let's look at our inventory let's see what we need to move quickly I mean if you told me in March that there wouldn't be another concert or live event uh, you know a large scale in all of 2020 I would have told you you're crazy and I'm a big tennis fan myself they I'm a big you know Wimbledon guy they had never missed a year of Wimbledon essentially and, you know, I, I think it took me a long time to take it for, you know, to really accept what was going on. And then once I did accept what was going on, you know, we we tried to go into, you know, crisis mode. And I think, you know, we tried to shift the lever too far and say, okay, you know, let's get rid of everything we have. Because, you know, at the time in, in April, you know, it seemed like the world was ending. You were never going to go out to eat at a restaurant again. You know, you were never going to see friends if they didn't, you know, live with you. you didn't, never going to see family again unless they were in your apartment or house. And then, you know, slowly but surely things started, you know, signs started pointing in the right direction a little bit. And, you know, I I think, you know, a mistake that we did is now and now we're looking to, to, you know, really revamp the business. because we're trying to pick, you know, things that we have developed, sorry, avenues of business that we have developed from knowledge in the sports business and the concert business and how can we, you know, monetize that in more efforts than just, you know, ticketing? Is there cards that we could do? Is there, you know, signings that we could do? Or is there memorabilia that we could, you know, buy and sell? Are there vintage items that we know because of how important these shows were in the past, that in the future those are going to be worth more? So we're now really looking at our businesses Instead of just being a ticketing company, how can we be a full-scope entertainment company? And excuse me, that's been really, you know, taking up a lot of our time now. And you know, it'll be good for us just in case, for whatever reason, there is another shutdown that we don't see coming, or there's another halt to to live events. We'll be able to pivot and still keep the company very
0: successful. Awesome, awesome. What's your take on? what businesses should be doing now that we know more about COVID and how long this can draw on?
1: I mean, I think I think the most important thing that, that they should be doing is they should be planning a plan B for their original business. So, you know, I've been working with, you know, someone right now who, who owns a gym. And, you know, gyms are just starting to reopen again and, and get back into it. But I told them, I said, they need to you know, have another avenue of income, whether it's, you know, virtual personal training or, you know, workouts that they can do online that, you know, for people that might be uncomfortable coming back into the gym, you know, I'm working with someone right now who who owns a great restaurant in DC and a good good friend of mine and their mac and cheese is delicious. And I said, you know what, you should figure out how to box it up and sell it in supermarkets. You know, have it in a sense a pivot to where if your restaurant if they shut down dining again or you know people are afraid in future winters to come to indoor dining they can be able to buy buy your products in supermarkets or buy your products elsewhere so you can keep having sales. So the most important thing that I think entrepreneurs should do right now is figure out what you're good at and what either a you're passionate about or what you know what separates you from other businesses and try different ways to monetize that in case your main focus takes a hit
0: so in your own case right in your personal case you always depended on a job how have you seen yourself evolve over the months
1: how have i seen myself evolve you know it's, it's i never have ever taken you know a step back from work before like when i had you know, my, when I, when I sold my business, I tried to jump right in and look for something else. And, you know, when COVID hit, you know, I really decided to take a step back and analyze, you know, I should find, you know, just different things to do and, you know, other things to do besides work. Work has always been my life. It's, you know, if I wasn't working, I was talking about work and I never had given myself an opportunity to explore passions besides the entertainment space i've went from you know, entertainment company starting an entertainment company to working for a company and now i'm finding other things in the business world that interest me because i've really you know sat down and thought about it and the more i think about it just the more i love small business and i love you know growing a company and helping people grow a company
0: What what have you done over the last several months? You're advising businesses right now, I hear?
1: Yeah, so uh, just, and it's weird, I've never, I didn't put out an ad. It's just, you know, businesses from, you know, I always try to make connections and I always found myself, you know, attracted friends-wise to business owners. You know, those are the always people that i wanted to have, you know, conversations with and pick their brain about. And, you know, I just kind of wrote to certain people that I worked with and just said, Hey, guys, you know, everyone knows I'm in, you know, the live entertainment space. You know, we've obviously taken a hit. Uh, you know, from my first business, you know, I've been able to be financially successful and not, you know, need to rush anything into, you know, anything into a job that I didn't necessarily want just for the money. And I've just been, you know, advising friends and connections on just how to grow their business and, trying to help in any way I can uh, to keep busy.
0: You know, what do you think are the changes that we're going to see more for the long term with the pandemic that we've been through?
1: So I think think that it's actually in the long run going to be very good for service and entertainment businesses. Because even now, when I've been walking the streets of Washington, D.C. and seeing out I see a lot of people out more during the week than I used to see, let's say a year ago, because I think the thought of okay, I can now go do something, you know, on a Tuesday to where oh maybe I wouldn't want to go out to dinner or out till eleven or twelve o'clock on a Tuesday night because you know I have to wake up at six thirty to go to work the next day. You know now I'm seeing people out more because all you know friends and just people I'm answering are saying well I could be out till eleven or twelve o'clock because I can wake up at 7:45 and log on at 8 or I can wake up at 8:30 and log on by 9. And so I think we're going to see I think we're going to see more enjoyment or more spending focused on enjoyment and I think there's going to be less time spent on I would say things that people don't necessarily want to do like commuting or traveling or you know necessarily Things that in the past, you know, going to work five days a week, I just don't see that, you know, happening for the majority of people anymore. You know, we used to travel sometimes to events just to have people there. And now unless it's, you know, the Super Bowl or the World Series, I could be like this right here with you on Zoom and or on FaceTime. And, you know, I can virtually be there and save the six, seven, eight, nine hours it would take traveling, you know, door to door to get there. So I think there's going to be more money and time spent on leisure activities, which works really well into our business.
0: So when you look at your career and your future, what do you think you're planning on doing over the next year to five years? You know, it's a very tough question. So my sister
1: just graduated college uh, in uh, June, and fortunately, it it had to be virtual, and I said, and she was down at the University of Miami and she would ask me, you know, should I come home? Should I stay? And she's like, you know, I really want to enjoy, you know, my last, you know, month because I guess she had a lease on her apartment until, July so I goes, I really want to, you know, enjoy and, you know, do this and go out and do as much as I can in my last month before I work for the next 40 years of my life. <laughs> and I told her and I said, Allison, I'm I'm 27 years old and, you know, I've, I've had the highs and the lows and, you know, so many different ways. And I've only been technically in the workforce or out of school for five years. So, you know, I said the question is difficult. So I would say in the intro, I'm going to, you know, work with this company, and you know, keep going and keep going for the, the live entertainment space. But I'm definitely going to have my eyes open for any small businesses or any businesses in general that I think are are moving forward. The most important thing that, that I see now and that I especially realize with COVID is you want to be part of a business where the future is trending that way. You don't want to be stuck in the past. You know, you don't want to have your feet in the mud per se. And I want to keep my eyes open and help advise any small businesses and any other businesses that I can because you never know when you know they're going to want your help and need your help. You'll never know when you'll need their help. Because whether their business is, you know, going off the, or, or go succeeding or, or maybe declining or our business is succeeding or declining, and I want to keep my options open for, you know, for the next five to 10 years.
0: And what's the one word of advice that you would give to others in the same bucket like you? What would you ask them to do so that they don't feel overwhelmed with the way things are?
1: So for my piece of advice, so I, I have two and, you know, it just, and it just depends, I think, on where you are. My first piece of advice is if you're someone who you're right out of school or, you know, you're in college or even if you're a successful high school student, take a risk and try to start a business in whatever you are passionate about the most. And the reason I say this is number one, you'll make a lot of connections that are outside of your bubble. So just reach out to people who, you know, have anything to do in your space and just, you know, explain why you're starting a business. Because number one, if, if everything works out in the start of the line and it's very successful, you will come out of college, you know, with already two to three years of work experience and you'll be able to work with something that you're very, very passionate about. And while everyone, you know, is looking for jobs and, you know, looking for that first job right out of college, You'll be hitting the ground. You'll already be sprinting right by them because you already have a business and an idea. And if the business doesn't work out, you know, again, you saw that two to three years experience. You have connections you can tap into and you'll figure out what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And I think that's one of the most important things in business is you need to find out where you're strong because where you bring the most value to a company. And when starting a company, you need to figure out where you're weak because that's who you need to hire. You need to hire people that specialize in areas where, where you're weak. And so that'd be my first piece of advice for people in college or, you know, maybe sub 23, 24 years old. And my advice, and I think I I alluded on this for business owners earlier that are kind of in the same position that I am is make sure you, again, make sure you have a backup plan. And make sure you really, really figure out what value that you're bringing to your customers. Why do your customers choose your product or your service over the competitors? There's always going to be someone cheaper than you and there's always going to be someone more expensive than you. So why, why are they choosing your product or your service? And figure out how you can expand that service and expand that product, you know, to be able to monetize and capitalize on it as well as you can, just in case your first and your, you know, main focus on
0: the clients. Awesome. And for people that are looking to get in touch with you in case they want to discuss, you know, whatever you are doing and what's working for you, what's uh, a good place to get you connected?
1: So the best place to find me is on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, I I love. I get actually a lot of inspiration from reading about different entrepreneurs' journey on LinkedIn, and I actually get a lot of ideas. I've found it, you know, very, very, you know, great place to be right now because there's less inspiration outside because the streets of where I am in Washington D.C. and or and in Arlington, Virginia are so empty. So I'm on LinkedIn uh, frequently, so you can reach out to me and my profile is just Evan Samet.
0: Well, Evan, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a fresh perspective for everyone. We've heard from businesses, we've heard from other entrepreneurs but you're someone who's been on both sides of the aisle and you've shared your story and i'm I'm hoping this is going to be very inspirational for a lot of people
1: yeah thank you for having me and I'm happy to share my story and if you know if it's one of your listeners or ten of your listeners however many of your listeners are able to take you know a piece of advice that I said and make their business better or give them a little pep start you know to their day or help them do something then I'll know that my time here was worth it and I hope Everyone who's listening, you know, thoroughly enjoyed it. Absolutely, thank you so much. Thank you.
2: I hope you liked that episode and are enjoying all the episodes in Plan B Success Podcast. I'd encourage you to go subscribe on your favorite platform, whether it's any listening platform or YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so that you enjoy this content and extract from it what serves you best what benefits you in your own life personal professional business whatever it might be plan b dot life is the website where you can go in order to find any episode that you would like to listen to three times a week we release episodes the first being an inspiring interview with someone who's done it been there done that and can inspire you to go after what you want to achieve Every Monday, that's the episode that gets released. And then, on Wednesdays and Fridays, we pick a topic and we talk about it in order to benefit you in your personal and professional life. At the same time, if you're someone who's interested in learning more about these concepts, if you're someone who's interested in podcasting as well, go check out planbsuccessschool.thinkific.com. That's where all the online courses are. You can learn and benefit from them there as well. There's a bunch of free courses. There's a bunch of paid courses. Start with the free ones. Get to learn what you aspire to learn. And if you want to delve deeper, then you can sign up for the other ones. Thank you very much.